0: To the Broncos Binge Podcast, a podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John, produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, no. here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble.
2: Hello Broncos country and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I am your host Rachel Strand and I'm also here with my co-host Dalton Coble. He is back this week. This episode will be a bit of a shorter one this week as I am currently battling some sort of illness. I think it might be strep throat or tonsillitis, But, regardless, my voice kind of sounds like a chainsaw, so I apologize about that. But, regarding the Broncos, you know, another week, another Broncos loss. As we stare down the rest of the schedule, it's hard to imagine the Broncos getting a few more wins. Hell, they could struggle even getting one more, and we could end the season with a monumentally depressing three wins. But... Before we dive into that, let's quickly touch base on some injuries. The Broncos are looking to get wide receivers KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy back this week. Also, running back Mike Boone returned to practice, so that is good to see considering Melvin Gordon is long gone, Javante Williams is out for the season, and newly acquired Chase Edmonds is out with an injury for a while. So, diving into that previous game, the Broncos' loss against the Panthers. Again, Dalton, this was... For the bajillionth time, another winnable game for the Broncos.
3: 100%. But, no, it wasn't at the same time. Oh, my God. This defense is even falling off the face of the earth. The I defense know. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look that good anymore. I'm going to blame that. I'm going to chalk that one up due to injuries. But um, we faced... It, one of the worst teams in the league, and we looked significantly worse. I know, amazingly worse. I was even at the game, and <laughs> it didn't even look. It didn't look that good. Oh. It it looked, it looked terrible. It, it made Panthers fans delusional. It made, it made them feel like they had hope, and they don't need to feel like they have <laughs>
2: hope, right? Yeah, it's. It's really weird. I had a sliver of hope that maybe we could have done something this game, but lo and behold, for like the bajillionth week in a row, we didn't. So I need to stop having any hope whatsoever. You'd think I'd learn by now, but no, I haven't. But again, we made a team, like you said, we made a team that isn't good, we kind of made them look like a non-dysfunctional football team and we made Sam freaking Darnold look serviceable like how like how do you even do that and i might catch some heat for this but i i know we've been in the the stat lines for having a good defense but i don't think even throughout the season we've had As good of a defense as people think we have, I just, if you look at who we've faced, I know we faced the 49ers when they were kind of having a bit of an identity crisis, that now they're pretty good. We haven't really faced any high-flying, terrifying teams. I mean, the Chargers, yeah, they're kind of another team with an identity crisis as well. But we, I don't know. I think we were just kind of, we definitely aren't as good as people made us up to be.
3: I can't really tell. Um, this defense isn't even close to having the first stringers playing right now. This defense definitely is down to its last wire because it's always on the field. This defense is also starting to get fed up with the offense. It just it just doesn't look nice anymore. The Seahawks fans are absolutely adoring this. They're about to get uh, maybe top three draft pick i i might even say number one draft pick i i could see him getting number one that would be really unfortunate because we're only going to be picking in like the top 20 but that's besides the point i'm gonna have to start looking at what to draft because what do you draft at the moment what is what is the move because there are people out there that are ready to hop off Russell Wilson in the next two years because Russell Wilson doesn't look good.
2: That's honestly, I might be looking to buy a ticket for that ride (laughs) or that train because, again, this is something I might get heat for, but I really think we might have gotten fleeced by the Seahawks. I mean, like, I'm starting to teeter on that line of saying Russell Wilson just isn't it. And then I get, like, super genuinely depressed when I think about that because we signed him to a mega contract before he even played a down for us. And now we're tied to him for a long time, unless he retires or somehow, some way, we find a way to trade him. So... I I honestly don't know what we're going to do here, but I don't think this is solely on Hackett's shoulders. He's he's got a lot of blame to take. Like his he's not running a good efficient team right now, but also like when we had a healthy offensive line early in the season, Russell Wilson still just did not look like himself, or like the Russell Wilson we've seen over the years, something's something's wrong. And I don't think we could really hope for a retirement, because knowing who he is as a player, where he always is trying to prove critics wrong and stuff like that, I... I don't see him retiring in the next year or so. He's just going to fight to keep playing and keep trying. And that could end up hurting the Broncos because if, I mean, again, if we move on, from Wilson, then we're back to square one of trying to find a quarterback again. And then we're back at that crossroads where we're thinking, hey, do we draft a quarterback? I think this would be our first drafted quarterback since George Payton took the reins, so it wouldn't be an Elway pick. So shoot, we might succeed then. But uh, God, I know. Or do we go for another veteran and risk no. it? I know. Yeah. No. So that's the no. crossroads
3: we're left that at. Move doesn't, that move doesn't work anymore. I don't want to see that move anymore. It doesn't work. I don't even think it works on on many other teams.
2: I'm still pissed like, that I, we didn't sign Kyle Shanahan. I'll never forget Joe Ellis and John Elway for that. Like it was mostly um, it was mostly yeah. Joe Ellis is doing. He had some sort of vendetta or beef with him, but I am I will never forgive him for that.
3: Bro, I would much rather be watching Tim Tebow play. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, the Tim Tebow mania was so much more fun than this. Oh I, my god, dude. I, I mean,
2: it. yeah, it was fun, but then they started like 8 no, and then they just went, and they just imploded. I get what you're saying there. I don't think I'd want Tebow back, but I want fun Broncos football back cuz right now everything is depressing. I can't think of one single positive that's going on for this team right now and it's really depressing me.
3: Yeah, no, nothing really looks good. I saw I saw an article, I forget what the article was based off of or who posted it or but it said that there are three trades that the, that the Broncos could make that could help somehow gather picks. And they suggested, this is how bad it's gotten amongst fans. They suggested that we could trade either Garrett Bowles, Justin Simmons, or Cortland Sutton, or all three. Jesus Christ. And I was like, oh man, we're ready. They think this needs to be stripped down and absolutely destroyed. Now, I would like to say, Justin Simmons hasn't played up to the way he has been playing. Has I don't know anybody why. on
2: de- the defense, though?
3: No, I think that's a business decision, though, recently.
2: I think the whole team has just lost so much morale that they're just like... Ugh. Yeah, this
3: Panthers game that I went to, it didn't even look like they cared.
2: Yeah, it's sad. It is sad. I, ju- I don't think we should have an absolute fire sale and strip the team down, though, because then that means she's like... <sighs> five plus more years of rebuilding and bad football like we have the components and a young core we just can't find those missing puzzle pieces in terms of quarterback and head coach it's driving me nuts (laughs) and we can't have injury luck on our side because goodness gracious yeah i know the team's injury problem has been really bad
3: this year like it's been worse than i imagined Time to fire Lauren Lando. Uh, I mean, also I also wanted to bring up something to discuss with you, Rachel. Um, Do you know how many offensive coordinators I think Seahawks went through during Russell's like ten maybe years of being in Seattle? I think three or maybe four. I think it's three though. Yikes! That's that's scary. Maybe we really did get fleas. Maybe someone need we need to bring someone in that like makes Russell a player because I also saw something. Benjamin Albright said this, and I could, I don't know how I never saw this or heard of this or or whatever, but um Russell Wilson has his own office space. Oh. like he's a head coach or like general manager. no, not, nah, no. No. Ugh, no. I don't you're like putting that. him up on the, you're putting him up on a pedestal he doesn't need to be put up on.
2: That's probably why there's a ton of rumors going around about how Russell Wilson has lost the locker room. I wouldn't be surprised cuz his his corny antics are starting to get on my nerves. Like Dude, the NFL's it,
3: making fun of it.
2: Yeah, like we're the butt of jokes regardless week in and week out. That's tiring in itself. But like It's starting to get on my nerves like he's still I don't know if this is just a pessimist in me but like he's still trying to be positive and smiley and we're sitting here at what three and eight three and nine and he's still pulling all these antics and stuff and now that you mentioned the office space thing like that's you don't want any player regardless of how much they're paid or their position on the team to act better than any of the rest of the players. And that's probably why the players are pissed off because, yeah, he gets this huge office and whatever, but he hasn't been producing on the field with the offense. And that clip of Mike Purcell absolutely chewing him out, I don't I don't blame him. Like, I really don't. I also saw in the same report that Hackett hasn't lost the locker room, and I can also kind of see that because despite the fact that, you know,
0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumpaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: The team is where it's at right now, record-wise. I, I wouldn't be surprised that he somehow got a hold on it still. But what if, God forbid, Wilson is the one that's tanking this team right now. And I'm not talking strictly play, like how he's playing, but just like who he is, his antics, maybe how he carries himself in the locker room. He claims he's such a teammate guy, but there's been many reports of his previous Seahawks teammates coming out against him and saying some not so nice things about him. Like, geez, what if if that is like one of the big roots of our issues. Hackett still is, you know, worthy of some of the blame because his offense isn't ideal. But like you said, with how many offensive coordinators they chewed through in Seattle, maybe just Wilson has to have it his way or the coordinators hit the highway. Like... It's weird. Something, something's up. Something is weird here.
3: I don't know because it could be both because I feel like Nathaniel Hackett's also a bit of a bozo as well. (laughs) Nathaniel Hackett's track record, I was worried about coming in because Nathaniel Hackett, before having two years of Green Bay offensive coordinator job, he was the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars under Blake Bortles.
2: That's when Bortles had his insanely weird season where he took them to the AFC like Championship. That was one
3: year. That was one year though, and that was the back of a defense.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
3: Yeah. His track record's still not that dope. I'll be real.
2: Yeah. I just think we're fighting through a vicious combination of a ton of yeah, bad really. things. Like, it's just a vicious yeah. combo.
3: M- maybe, maybe really we are just as bad as it is. Maybe... <laughs> These wide receivers aren't as good as we thought. Uh, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, I think their experiment is running low. Tim Patrick was going to obviously have a spot because Corlin Sutton is a little iffy. He doesn't look
2: as, as good as he once did. But what if it's Wilson, dude? Aww. Like, what if you threw all these wide receivers into the Buffalo offense? They would probably thrive and Josh Allen would go off. We are just not utilizing KJ Hamler right, and that actually pisses me off like to no end because he's got the talent for it. Mind you, he has a problem staying healthy. Yeah, whatever. It, It's just, if it, there's a lot. There's a lot going on with this damn team right now.
3: There's a lot going on because I feel like Nathaniel Hackett is definitely done for after this season. I don't think that there's anything saving him or holding him back so my theory is, is if he's gone, then who's picking? Is it George Patton or is it going to be George Payton? George Payton or is it going to be George Payton and Russell Wilson? So I really hope <sighs> Russell Wilson doesn't get to choose.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't even want to think about that. Um, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be mad. That's I mean, that's a whole nother podcast in itself, thinking about potential head coaching candidates. So we're not going to dive into that too much because you know we're kind of running on time here but that's that's just that stresses me out having to look at a new head coach after one year because I don't know if you notice but at the Broncos facility with each head coach they have. They get this little mini mural on the wall and they're all next to each other. So, you know, you'll see Shanahan, Reeves, Kubiak, and how long they've been here. I It's probably getting a little crowded <laughs> with the coaches from all the coaches we've had from 2016. Because <laughs> what? That's... You know, Gary Kubiak retired, then we went to Vance Joseph, then we went to Vic Fangio, then we're to Nathaniel Hackett, and then we're potentially on to someone else. So that's like five coaches in that short of span. That's outrageous, and it stresses me out. Okay, so heading in to the preview of the upcoming game. Again, the Broncos are looking down the barrel of a terrifying remainder of their schedule. So the Broncos are heading to Baltimore to face the 7-4 and four Baltimore Ravens. Don't let their record really fool you. They have kind of been struggling to keep leads this season, and there's some weird stuff going on with that team right now, and you know... Lamar Jackson's kind of upset. They're struggling in the red zone. There's some weird stuff going on. I mean, I certainly, I don't think they'll do this. Like if they fired John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh, sorry, I can't recall which one, but if they fire Harba- Harbaugh, I hope that, <laughs> I would be a dream scenario if they did and the Broncos targeted him, but that probably won't happen. Regardless of where the Ravens are right now, I, pff- I can't see the Broncos winning this one, unfortunately.
3: I yeah, neither do I. Um, ah! <laughs> oh my God, uh, I don't care what it is, we're not winning.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't think we're winning another game. <laughs> Sorry, that's my prediction. Lamar's probably gonna tear us up. <sighs> who who who's gonna stop him? Who's gonna be fast enough on this defense to take him down? Uh, answer is nobody. Josie Jewell. No. Well, <laughs> looking forward to at least having young players get their experience under their belt, I guess. Which, like, makes me, which I'll make me talk about my predictions and players to watch. I guess I'll just say Nick Benito. Yeah. Just to see him play as a rookie, him get his experience, because he's been kind of quiet. He doesn't really, doesn't really do much. Now, I guarantee you, I don't know how much how much Tommy plays, but I, I like this tee just a little more.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's been getting that many snaps, despite the fact that Randy Gregory's been out. I hope we get him back soon, by the way. But, um, I mean, I've liked seeing Jonathan Cooper and Baron Browning do their thing. So I, 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 like you, am excited to see some of the young players. But yeah, Nick Benito's been a little quiet, so it's a little little too early to say anything on his career or what he'll turn into. But with this, you know, 3-8 and eight team or whatever, we are, I've lost track. (laughs) I've just lost track of a lot of things. It's, it's hard to really put in predictions and players to watch with how poorly this team is performing, and that really makes me sad. I think, sadly, Pat Sertan's been struggling the past two weeks. I think he'll get out of that funk eventually, but that just has kind of sucked to see. Yeah, I don't really, my prediction is I don't see us winning this game in terms of players to watch. I mean, I, I don't think the Ravens have some serious weapons at wide receiver, but that doesn't mean will make one of their wide receivers look like stars because we probably will. I don't know. It's going to be another rough game. It'll be a little bit of a shocker if we somehow manage to win it, though.
3: Yeah, I really don't know what else to say, to be honest. Patrick Sertain has looked a little rough the last few weeks, but I'm going to just go chalk that up with he's in his own head because everyone everyone was ready to hate on him, too, which also made me upset about our fan base. Yeah. We, we had to find someone to hate, so we picked him? Yeah. What? Dude dude became the face of our franchise this year and was like oh okay, like, no. Don't hate on him. Stop it. Right. Why? Yeah.
2: He'll get out of his funk, but um
3: it also, Devontae Adams and DJ Moore are no jokes of receivers.
2: Sertan has held his own pretty well this season and he honestly he could be deserving of a Pro Bowl nod or even a second team Pro Bowl nod to go in as a substitution for somebody, but I don't know. It's it has been a rough season. And it's getting hard to do these podcasts when the team has churned out virtually the same depressing product every single week. So um, yeah, if you have any more questions for us, or make sure to follow Daily Denver Broncos on Instagram. And if we do fan questions in the future, maybe we'll answer them. But a majority of the questions that I've gotten haven't really been questions. They're like statements just saying we need to fire Hackett. So that's why we kind of took a break on the fan questions this week. But we'll probably open those back up in the near future i want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the broncos binge podcast the broncos binge podcast will be released weekly every wednesday and we hope you will tune in for future episodes as the season progresses if you have any comments or suggestions let us know we want to make this podcast as fun and enjoyable as possible for our listeners once again i am your host rachel strand and i'm dalton coble thanks for listening and go broncos
0: Thank you for listening to the Broncos Binge Podcast, a part of the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Make sure to follow at Rachel NFL and NFL Dalton on Twitter for more Broncos news and content.